What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. <laughs> Shout out to the Coach Gang for being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday Night Titans, where we make love, good love to the gorditas of the building. And that's you. Or snow cows, or mud sharks, or whales, or sisters, the thick. Sisters, that's thicker than a snicker in the building, man. I appreciate y'all for being here. We got a great show today. Um, it's not going to be an entire show about John Deloney, Dr. John Deloney, but we are going to talk about how marriage therapists throw gasoline on your wedding, on your wedding, on your marriage, and then force you into divorce. We're going to use a video with Dr. John Deloney pouring gasoline and basically dynamite all over a man's marriage, and he's not even there to represent himself. We got a great video that we want to show for you. We also have, let's get to the topics here. Let's throw the topics up on the screen so you guys know what's going on. Did a Duke volleyball sister, and she's a pretty chocolatey sister, by the way, too. Did a Duke volleyball player claim racism at a volleyball game in Utah as part of the agenda? New, 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 new world order. We're going to investigate this story. We're going to investigate this story. This is going to be an interesting story. I'm hearing a little bit of words here that potentially this might be an orchestrated campaign to highlight racism in the building. Oh, man, and I'm going to give you a little bit of history on how we've done that in our past and uh, why it is not out of the realm of possibility that she created this story out of the blue. Ooh, this is going to touch the pro-blacks. Y'all going to be bad, but y'all ain't even in the building yet because you're late. All right, so also, we're going to do our number two story, the Wisconsin anchor woman who deleted herself, oh my goodness, who deleted herself six weeks prior to her wedding. Very sad news. Um, hopefully, uh, anybody have the hotline for people who are looking to delete themselves. We want to make sure we, This I'm taking it seriously. This is a very serious issue. We're going we're gonna to investigate this. She was about to get married, all right, to a previously divorcee. She was just past the junior college age, and she had been struggling with depression. So we're going to highlight those things because these are some of the things that we, uh, what did I highlight? Pores? Okay, pores. All right, I, I, I misspelled pores, he said. Um, anyway, those things happen to me. Oh, uh, how do you spell it? Where is it at? Oh, pores. All right, let me see here. You know, uh, let's see there. There we go. I knew it looked funny. Anyway, there it is right there. We got it. <laughs> um, pour out some liquor. Pour out some liquor. All right, uh, for the coach. You know what I mean? I've been drinking already. No, just joking. Anyway, um, I appreciate y'all for being here. Do me a favor. Hit the like button or it's going to get belly deli in here. It is Tuesday and the nasty boys need to stand up for themselves right now. And uh, just in case you don't have you a slow Tuesday coming over, I brought one for you uh, to go along. Here we go. What's the question? What's your body count? What? What's your body count? Body count? 260. I'm not going to lie. No, not your, your body count. What do you mean? How many... Oh, no, she's way more lightweight than I am. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh, no, I can't count that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot. Ooh. Let's just say it's more than the 10 fingers. Oh, oh, gordita, gordita. All right, hey, where is she from? San Antonio, Santa Ana, or is she from El Paso, Texas? All right, anybody right here, let's go ahead and play a game already. We going San Antonio? El Paso, or potentially Santa Ana, California, or as they say, Santana, Santana, right? Uh, that's how you really pronounce it, Santana, Santana, Santa Ana, California. 
El Paso or San Antonio. Shout out to the gordita in the building. She said, oh, no, no, with them chunky ass fingers, man. She said, oh, hell no, brother. No, I cannot. Uh -uh. Let's just say it's more than the 10 fingers. Get it, girl. Hey, hey, she said. And that's you. She said. Oh, man. Yo, she from Cali or San Antonio? Look at my brother right here. I love his face right there, man. He gone. He's like, ooh, Lord. All right, he's like. How dare you? Yes, indeed. He's taken to another place. All right, he's taken to another place. Shout out to him, man. What a great, what a great Tuesday, man. Hey, if you can have you a warm, cuddly, uh, a gordita like that, shout out to her. You know what I mean? They could cook you some tacos and cut up all them veggies and uh, get make some pico de gallo for you. You know what I mean? So they they come in, they come, they come in handy, bro. There's there's no there's no downside to them anyway. There is a downside to them. It's they be warm and they be sweating all in the back of their head. That's where they hide their sweat in on their back. Because <laughs> they hair is thicker than you think. Anyway, you know what's else? Anyway, she cannot fit in my car. All right. Shout out to the Gorda. Shout out to the Gorda. That's a term of endearment. It's like the N word. And if you want to defend if the N word's a term of endearment, Gorda has got to be a term of endearment too. You know what I mean? It's. Y'all can't be mad at me. You're like, you're calling her. That's what you call them. It's a term of endearment. Is it not? Where's my Latino brothers? Hey, where's my uh my tequila way? Tequila way. Whatever it's called. Where's my brothers at? Isn't Gorda a, a, a term of endearment? All right. Anyway, people always want to make a scene. Just don't let her, just don't let her be seen by your um. Just don't let her be seen by your neighbors. Yeah, see, there's Furman Philippe. It's all facts. I know the white liberals, they're listening to my show, ready to press the button. This is, no, it's a term of endearment. Look it up. Gorda, Gorda, It's like, hey, look at my, this is my pretty Gorda. Look at her, Gorda. It's like a, you know what I mean? It's like something that you would say, you know, it's like a cute pet name. It's like a pet name. You know what I mean? Oh, my little children. It's like saying, it's like saying my thickness. You know what I mean? Thickness at one particular point, nobody wanted to be thick ex except for white women. I'm sorry, white women did not want to be known as thick. If you called a white woman in the early 90s or the mid 90s that she was thick, she'd be out there. She'd be throwing up in the toilet by the end of the night. Now everybody wants to be known as thick. See what I'm saying here? You see what I mean? Now white, can't, white women stand with their legs apart like this, poking their butt out, talking about, look, I'm thick. You see what I mean? It's the same thing. You guys got to get your you guys got to get your head out of the uh, 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 out of the gutter. Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, if your girl looks like this after you're with her tonight, you're going to uh, something's wrong with it here. If she's sitting like this, you got to get her about the bed. OK, anyway. <laughs> oh. What are we doing today? Oh, to make your voice be heard right here. Dollar sign CGA live is in the building. Also on Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. And at the top, PayPal of the top of the live chat, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. We're going to do our due diligence right now and acknowledge, acknowledge the people who have come in nice and early to contribute to today's show and will kick in the show. Shout out to uh, Alexander Austin in the building. He says, you heard it here first, Coach. Deloney Baloney is the official nickname of our man, Dr. John. And, of course, we can only play the audio. I know he's watching us. You know, we have a big channel over here. All right. We major. We major. We in the major leagues in YouTube. So he's watching us. 
and um, they're waiting for me to slip. All right. Uh, but uh, we're not going to play your video because I know how y'all do. I play a video and then y'all copyright claim it. And then I got to go in and fair use it. Excerpts of copyrighted material may be quoted verbatim for use of teaching purposes of criticism and news reporting or whatnot. Everybody knows. But then they still say you're using my content. They don't like the way I'm calling you out on this. Dr. Deloney Baloney. And of course, you know what I mean? Women always throwing their husband up under the bus. Shout out to Albert Ingram. He says, when women say they, uh, when women say that can be your daughter on seeking, I say that could be your son in the family court building. Hey, shout out to you on that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. That could be your son. All right. And uh, of course, it could be anybody's daughter on there, but everybody, like the person you marry could be your daughter. I mean, what, what does that have to do with anything? I mean, a person you marry could be someone's daughter, not your daughter. <laughs> My friends overcharge me. Moist Watkins and his fanny pack followers will care. He says them neo soul sage burning brothers will care. He says them S O cap. He says capital S. Wait, them S O F capital T son husbands will care. Okay, I'll stop. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, a lot of brothers. I'm telling you, man. If the if the women start revealing. Black women start revealing what the debaucherous, uh, degenerate behavior that they do when they go to Jamaica and when they go overseas and when they're on these old white men's boats. I got to find that video. Um, if they revealed what they do, it will be over. Brothers will be crying overnight. Oh, my God. Is that my wife? Is that my future wife? I got to find that video of them young black girls. I think I posted it on Instagram once. And they were doing a funny video. And these girls were young. You could tell they were young. They were like barely out of high school young. They might have been in high school young on, on some Jeffrey Epstein. And it's three black girls. And they're doing this little video like, oh, uh, they're doing a goofy video. They pan all three of the black girls. And then in the background, they pan to the white dudes to do the video. And the dudes were like 65, 60 and up. Three white dudes with their shirts off. And them little black girls was on the boat. You know what was happening, debauchery. You know what was happening, bro. Brothers would be crying. <laughs> uh, somebody said the disclaimer. I, I'm going to say they were legal age. I'll find the video. I have to find it because every time I remember to mention it, I'm going to find that video. Boy, them brothers, y'all brothers, y'all souls will be hurt. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you another instance of this. Remember. Um, that DJ in South Carolina, remember he was like a DJ and he had impregnated or got a whole bunch of black girls in the hood. He gave them the heavy jivvies. Remember that guy? What's this guy? Brothers was hurt. So what I'm telling you, travel bros, if uh, listen, if you think you can compete on the debaucherous level of behavior uh, uh, against women, especially sisters, you can't do it. I'm going to have to pull. I'm going to have to pull up my. I'm going to have somebody remembers that video. I posted on my Instagram back in the day when I had one. Let's put up the disclaimer. If women start to, uh, what was his name? No, not Peter Nygaard, Jason Pope. It was in Florence, South Carolina. Jason DJ Kid, a.k.a. Pope. Well, he was out there. Remember, he was out there in South Carolina in the hood somewhere. And he had like 25, 30 straggles, like legit straggles of all ages. And let me see what the story was on that one. Just as we're talking, this is a podcast. We'll we'll give you the timestamps later. I think the story was he gave him AIDS. Jason Pope. 
And let me see here. Get Jason Pope. Oh, 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 Lord. He infected 600. Okay, hold on, Jesus. Okay, hold up. Hold up. Boy, it's even worse than I thought. This is what I'm telling you. Hold on, let me let me share the story. 600 of y'all sisters, y'all was hurt in South Carolina. Look, uh, Jason Pope, he hasn't been, I don't know if he's been charged, infecting over 600 black women. Now, I don't know how to do math. Okay, this is a very good body count, by the way. Exceptional. Let me read the story. Just really quickly. And Brothers was in pain on this story. So this is what I'm telling you. If y'all think y'all competing with black women on the debaucherous behavior overseas, if they get to start competing with y'all, y'all going to be hurt. A white South Carolina man, Jason Roger Pope, 42, uh, popularly known as DJ Kid has been charged with committing multiple SEX offenses against women and young girls, some as young as 13. Again, he was paying these girls, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. He was paying these girls, and these girls willing. Listen, I don't know, man. I Listen, I'm not saying they willingly win or not. All right? It is what it is. You guys do your due diligence on that. Okay? But the girls showed up. And it was like, I got money. says right here, these crimes in, uh, include three counts of uh, first-degree criminal misconduct or conduct, second-degree criminal conduct with a minor, promoting prostitution of a minor. So he was pimping. Oh. him! He was pimping some of these girls and kidnapping. Shockingly, Mr. Pope is HIV positive, and all of his victims are African-American women and girls. 600, bruh. 600. Wait a minute. Let me let me read this part right here. It says, um, this is a bit of right here. Um, I guess Mr. Post's Facebook page is saturated with graphic and disturbing images of him and exploited uh, explicit posing with African American women and girls. While these images are violent, disturbing, the unfortunate uh, wait they unfortunately provide his defense attorneys with a strong legal argument that Mr. Pope's crimes were in fact consensual. As you can see here, look at the picture right here. He's he's hugged up and she seems to be hugging up with him. All right. And so they're saying they could possibly be consensual situations here. Uh, this is especially troubling considering that the age of consent in South Carolina is 16. 16. So if many of these victims were under 18, people would be saying, you know, throw them in the jail. But unfortunately, in South Carolina, for many people who don't like the age of consent being under 18, and it's in fact true, if these young, if these girls were 16, 17, 18, it was fair game. It was fair game, according to the law. It says, therefore, it would not take much for a crafty attorney to portray all of uh, all or most of Mr. Pope's encounters as consensual since the age of consent is 16 and thereby having him acquitted of his monstrous offenses. So they got major problems with that case, bro. You know, and if it's if you're a normie, if you're an NPC and you just apply NPC logic to it, um, it doesn't work in this case. Because he he somehow knew the legal line. 600. Holy moly. So again, I'm warning you guys. If the women start saying, oh, y'all want to play? Y'all want to play? I'll show you debauchery. We'll show you what we do in Vegas. <laughs> the women, them sisters will be like, we'll show you what we do in Vegas. We'll show you what we do in Dubai. We'll show you. Okay, y'all will be hurt, y'all brothers. <laughs> mm. Not all of y'all, but some. 
anyway, man, we kick the knowledge over here. I know people don't like this particular information because you guys want to hide it, but we kick the knowledge over here. Shout out to Loud Pockets. He says, shout out to the real soft girls. Uh, Coachy, I had, he says, I was dying when that one chick couldn't even keep being soft for more than a minute. Yep. She actually, she actually folded under pressure. All right. We got some cash apps. Uh, she was like, I'm a soft girl, but you MFers and you heifers. Oh, we got a major sponsorship in the building. Oh, man. Who dropped his wallet? Shout out to Roderick, Mr. Miller in the building. He says, keep telling the truth. He's out there in Memphis. And of course, we were dissing Memphis earlier today, but appreciate you doubling up. Man, man. I got money. What a donation. What a donation. Great donation, man. I'm going to tell you, brother. Shout out to Django. Um, Found some bisexuals in a Baltimore strip club. Well, they're all bisexuals in the strip club if you go. All right. Shout out to the strip clubs here. All right. I'm not a big strip club guy, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's cheap entertainment. Jim Status says, only therapy I need is getting fit and getting this money. I got money. And he also says, hit the like button or Lizzo going to sit on you. Ooh. It'll get stanking there real quick. All right, shout out to uh, Dewanis Alexander. He says, y'all better understand the contract of BW and the USA. The contract. Oof. That's interesting. Um, many men don't know, right? Many men don't know. This, this, there might be a secret contract between um, the BW and, and, and American men. You know what I mean? It's Y'all, got, y'all don't know this. This is a little too deep. All right, but uh, it goes back to Reconstruction. And even pre- prior to that, shout out to Everett Walker. Um, he says, no blue pill plugged in gump equals no TV show. Yep. All right. Hashtag free agent for life. That's true, too. So he's got to walk that line. If he doesn't gump for them, he doesn't get popularity. But I got more subscribers than that guy that we talk about all the time, Dr. John Maloney. So I don't know. Is it working? Um, do One of these days, we'll go into the secret contract between black women in America, American men. Um. There's hints of it drop around the around the times of um, even just through slavery, right? A lot of the, I, I've talked about this, and even affirmative action, they highly benefit from it. Um, you'll see connections between the student loan, student loan debt, also, you know, entry into college, and then also uh, Goldman Sachs. There's been this, this this there's been this helping of specifically the black oh the welfare acts, the the civil rights acts, the welfare acts overwhelmingly had this. Um, secret engagement, engaging specifically the black woman and disengaging from the black men. Right, it's a weird thing. They've been they've been low key. He says they they really do have a contract low key. Yeah, and even after Reconstruction, um, if you guys understand, um, the things that um, this is gonna get a little. This is a family show. So this is oh Yeezy said something like this. Kanye West says this. So um, even uh, the situation after slavery was uh, so-called abolished. But um, even then, people still had services provided to many men. Uh, let's stop right there. This is not a point of the show. We'll stop it right there. <laughs> yep. It's how, the, it's how the PIMP industry began. So when there was a separation, it was like, well, you're no longer on my plantation, but I still need access to you. And then there was a couple of men, you know, that pulled up with their carriages with Latrell's free rail rims spinning. And they said, hey, I got a carriage and I got a nice clean suit. And yes, you can still deal with my women over here. You can come to the bottoms. You can come across the other side of the tracks and you can deal with my women. 
We'll keep my women in line. I'll keep them in line and in shape for you. And you can come in and get access. I'm telling you. I'm look, look, man. Hey, look, hey, y'all, listen. There's too much information on this. <laughs> oh, man. There's too much information on this to validate this particular truth. But I know the truth hurts in our society today. This is how it worked. And then it's been, it's been, it's, I remember one time I once said, and I listen, I love my chocolate sisters out there. But remember one time I said, they've never been yours, unfortunately, uh, to the brothers. And I don't want to burst your bubble, but there's really hasn't been a period of history where you can claim that you and black women have been, she's been yours. It's just been your turn. Um, and uh, at every point in history that you stop, there's never been a situation where she said, we're going to stop and be behind you. Or we're going to stop and be, it's always going to be we're beside of you or ahead of you. It's always going to be, I want somebody on my level or above. They've never looked at you as, hey, you're doing it right. We're behind you. I mean, there's a small period of history where we believe this to be happening somewhere around the 40s or the 50s. But uh, from the 1800s to the 1900s, all the way skip to the 1960s, 70s, all the way into the 80s, the 90s, 2000, 2010, 2022, you've really never been yours. I mean. <laughs> All right, they've been belong. They've been belonging hand to hand to someone else. This is in general, by the way. This is in general. Of course, you could say I've had one. All right, but other than that, no, not really. They've always been able to say, "Hey, um, I'll give you another example." <laughs> I'll give you another example. It's kind of like when that time, that period again, where. Um, in the 20s or 30s where maids and butlers were overwhelmingly black men and women, kind of an extension of the plantation politics, you know what I mean? Someone in the big house. Then these people were free, and over a period of 40 years, these people were the maids. Think back to Gone with the Wind. Think back to Gone with the Wind. Well, when these women left their homes in the bottoms, they went to the big house, and they were maids. They were the help. The help. Think it. There was a movie called The Help. I'm not talking out of turn here. So the help at that particular point, the help actually always had a really curious relationship with the male provider of that big house, hmm? the cooks, the butler, the woman that babysit the cat, the kids, the help. And she got a little bit of ride home in the Model T. She got a little bit of access into the master's bedroom. The master took liberties. All, you know what I mean? Sometimes the help. So whoever the person is, I don't care what race they are. They take liberties with the help sometimes. And then, of course, she he dropped their ass off back at the bottoms. And she had to walk 50 miles Rosa Park style to sit in the back of the bus. All right. Go home to her husband and look at her husband and like, oh, you're a loser. The husband trying to, you know, become the next blues singer from Greenville, Mississippi. <laughs> How do we get here? You know what I mean? It's okay. It's okay. Somebody, why do you, how do you get hurt out of this? This is history. We just broke down history. How do you get hurt out of this? Why did somebody have to hurt me to relive history? Guys, I'm a history buff. I'm telling you how it works. You guys act like I'm making this stuff up. How do you come to the conclusion that I'm making this up? They have movies about this. Come on, man. Man almighty, where are we at here? <laughs> yeah. 
He says, I tell a story so eloquently. Thank you. I have a way to interpret history. You know what I mean? By the way I interpret it, it kind of removes a couple of facts and takes a little bit of context out, but it's mostly true. It's mostly true. I'm kind of humorizing it, but it's true. And I know some people are like, move on with the show, but I got to teach. You know what I mean? This is how I teach. I don't just teach you guys just blandly and read it. I have to teach you in a historical context that's somewhat humorous so you can digest it. So it feels good when it goes down, right? Otherwise, you'd be angry. We don't want red pill rage over here. We don't want rage. We have to teach it humorously so that the people who are should be embarrassed can be like, yeah, well, it happened. If you have 600 black women in South Carolina, which is damn near the whole population of the state, okay, going to one white man, make sense of it and getting infected. And you're telling me everything previous to what I said is actually out of bounds. And that history between the white man and the black woman, that slave, that bed wench history, that taking advantage of the help, that affirmative action, that helping that Goldman Sachs, you're telling me that's out of bounds? Hell no. Mm. <laughs> All right. Viewer discretion is advised at this particular point. Yes, this will this will be, you know, this is a history contextual show. All right. Uh, let me see here. We got three people over on the PayPal. We'll take care of these brothers here. We got another sponsorship. Hold on for a second. Double A says, Coach, just to let you know, and you wanted to let me know, I listen to your podcast while I'm at my trucking job. And sometimes while I'm driving, I have to pause the stream. I start laughing so much that I can't breathe and I feel unsafe to drive. Uh-oh. Oh, thanks for the edutainment. And also, shout out to the Squishy Squashy Gang. I know what you do in that back cab in the back of your truck now. <laughs> but we don't want you guys to crash your trucks. We want you out there safe on the road. All right. Here we go. He says, oh, no, you are correct, sir. I appreciate it. I, You know what I'm saying is true. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows the stuff that I say on this channel is true, and it's tough. Jabari W. is in the building. He says, they say the RP overdose is a thing, but so is overdosing on traditionalism, liberalism, conservatism, feminism, and in religion. He says, we don't have to agree with everything, but some form, he says, but should form our own opinions and use it. Trust me, we will live a way better life. God bless and keep up the good work. And this is true, too. We do get overdosed on just about anything. And of course, when we're comfortable with it, we overdose on it. But hey, until they stop trying to overdose us on woke culture, we got to keep pushing forward. My man, Billy the Kid, dropped his wallet. Uh-oh. He says, my seeking account got off suspension. He says, need you to teach me the game go uh, ghost, the game ghost. And then he says, uh, also wanted to sponsor the show and donate to the Kaylee United Negro College Fund. Yes. Uh, peace leave is a terrible thing to waste. Well, it's not. It's not shaped like a pocket for no reason. Or a wallet. I mean, or a viper's mouth. Or a Venus flytrap. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. It has its purpose. Last one we're going to do, and then we'll get on with the show. This is going to be heavy conversation. Winnie Wall in downtown Manhattan near the U.N., all of the help are BW nannies and BM security guards in the lobby. Hmm. Hmm. Guys, there's a curious uh, relationship between help 
and uh, people who are the supervisor or the person who hires help. There's always been a crossing of the line, a blurring of the lines. If you really want to get into it, read Shea Guevara's book, Shea Guevara. Um, in his early parts of the chapter, he talked about how they had help where he was and he would bang them out. Him and his teenage boy homeboys would would take liberties with his, with their help. And they go back about cleaning and dusting, and then they would take one. Listen, I'm not saying this is what people should do. I'm saying what people do, okay? And I'm not advertising. I'm not supporting it. Read his book. Some of you dumb ninjas don't, don't read. But uh, read his book. In the first three or four chapters, it was like, oh, yeah, when I was a teenage boy, we used to bang the Mexican maids or Cuba, wherever he was at. <laughs> I was like, yo, whoa, my God. And then during slavery, the young plantation boys used to do the same thing. This is not confirmed, but you know what I mean? Some kids got, some kids came out mixed. Some kids got to work, not in the field, into the big house because some teenage boy came back drunk, came back drunk from the college, stumbled on the plantation and was like, I'll take liberties. Mm. Knocking up. I'm telling you, boy. I'm telling you, boy, we don't want to talk about this. This is, this is just, this is just too much. All right, let's get to the show here. Speaking of. And then some master had to come out. Nah, I done told you. Now, listen, Sean, over here, I done told you. Now, I done told you. You know, like the Kentucky Colonel. Hold up for a second. I got to stop. I done told you. I say I done told you to be down, not be down there within them slave quarters. I tell you. I say, I say, I told you. <laughs> I'm trying to do my best fog horn leg horn. He came out with his white hat. Who the who the who the pappy of this chocolatey baby? See, I told you, Boss Hog. Yeah, with his cigar. Now I told you, he didn't took his hat off, beating his son with the hat. I done told you. Now see, I didn't told you about knocking up the slaves. Mm. <laughs> Goodness. Oh man, looking like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> okay, stop. All right, man. This is gonna be. This is gonna be too tough. Yeah, he like, out of pappy. All right, okay, man. What a terrible time in history, but we make history. So you learn it. Don't go out and repeat it exactly like that to your liberal history professor at Cal Berserkly, but it went something like that. Oh, to continue the shuffling. To continue the shuffling. By the way, you have plenty of movies to back up what I'm talking about. I'm just saying. I know. Here it is right here. We're going to talk about a sister right here. Uh, a sister I couldn't resist. Her. Red beans and rice didn't miss her for sure. Let's go ahead and put her up on the screen here. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this one. You know what? As a matter of fact, what I'm doing here, do you, I'm not doing it fair. I need to announce this. I need to announce it just like this. Hold up for a second. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this because, you know, got to be fair. Oh, let's see here. Okay. Let's go to CNN here. We'll go to CNN. CNN will get the story right. So let's go up here. Here it is. There's a sister right here. Duke Volleyball. Duke Volleyball player says BYU officials failed to stop racist heckling during the game in a newly released statement. I don't know why there's a newly released statement. There should be. Okay. There was one statement right here. Um, Her name is, I believe, I don't know. I don't want to put her name out there. I'm not telling you to go see her, but we will show a picture of her right here. Uh, hashtag more than a volleyball player, all right, is what she's rolling with. 
seems to have an organized campaign of of what she's going on here. But what but but what she's suggesting is, and we'll look at the evidence. She's suggesting that during a game, says right here, a player at the Duke University women's volleyball team says the Brigham Young or the Brigham Young University. By the way, a wonderful place to stop and visit. Officials in Utah did not act quick enough to stop racist harassment that she and other black players were subjected to during a Friday game. I'm not sure about that because I think she's the only black player on the team, but now she's saying she and other black players were subjected to. Uh, there's The BYU team is probably all white. I believe she's the only black player. Uh, oh, she's not the only. Okay, hold on for a second. Maybe I'll get it right. It says right here, Rachel. I'm not going to mention her name. She's a sophomore outside hitter for Duke, tweeted a statement on Sunday explaining that she was not the only player who was targeted of racial slurs and heckling. Okay. Uh, originally, she was the only one, but I'm not sure. Friday night in our match against Brigham Young University, my fellow African-American teammates. Wait a minute. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? And they were, um, it says right here, um, my fellow African-American teammates and I were targeted and racially heckled, heckled, heckled uh, throughout the entirety of the match. She tweeted, the slurs and comments grew into threats, which caused us to feel unsafe. Okay, um, Rachel's or Richardson's godmother, godmother, Lisa Pamplin initially tweeted about the incident Saturday, accusing the school of allowing the behavior without intervening. Quote, my goddaughter is the only black starter for Duke's volleyball team. So I'm thinking what happened was I got it misinterpreted. I thought she was the only player, but apparently she's the only black starter. While playing yesterday, she was called a N-word every time she served. The incident led to an apology from BYU, the school banning a fan, a fan, and Duke changing the location of the team's next game. I believe they probably played the University of Utah. I'm not sure. And they probably moved the game to a private private area. Oh, we got a, we got an advert here. And it says right here, um, what else did it say? The incident led to an apology from BYU and the school banning a fan and Duke changing location. Okay, I read that. It has also caught the attention of NBA superstar, superstar LeBron James, who tweeted, we are a brotherhood and a sisterhood. We have our back. This is not sports. All right, congratulations, LeBron, for jumping on this one. You did not talk about uh, Takeem Ali Quartig, the Denver Broncos player who uh, whose brother shot up the football coach. You didn't talk about that. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get to the next stuff. Everybody kind of can figure out what's going on right here. It says right here, according to her, although the heckling eventually took a mental toll on me, I refuse to allow it to stop me from doing what I love to do and what I came to BYU to do, which was to play volleyball. Her tweet read, I refuse to allow those racist bigots to feel any degree of satisfaction from thinking that their comments had gotten to me. So I pushed through and finished the game. Um, Of course, there's an apology tour and BYU apologized and they came out and they gave her a parade. Listen, I don't want this to ever happen to anybody. And um, I'm sure if anybody of any race has been in a situation where you've been the only one or you were the white team that came to the black school or vice versa, the black team that went to the white school, we've all experienced this. 
Um, I've experienced something like this as an athlete. Um, and then I've coached college sports and high school sports. I don't think I've experienced something quite like this where they were very much open and blatant. Why? Because the gym is pretty much, you know what I mean? Like you're in our surrounding area. It would be pretty much very difficult to get off being racist the entire game, right? It would be pretty difficult to get off racist, blatant racism the entire game. Now, BYU, if there is a place to do it, you would assume BYU would be a place to do it. However, however, we're going to investigate this. <laughs> we're going to investigate this. Let's talk about this. This is going to be uncomfortable, but we have to talk about this. Duke University is not unfamiliar with scandals and situations where a racist issue was handled and Duke University was involved. Let's take you back here to this situation here. Duke lacrosse case. You had a woman who worked part-time as a scripper. All right, let me share the screen here. You had a woman who worked part-time as a scripper and she claimed a whole bunch of white boys took liberties with her and didn't pay her and kicked her to the curb. It created a very big scandal in which a lot of people, uh, people got voted in and out of political office. It was a mess only to find out that she lied. She lied. She lied about this and nobody actually could see it for what it was. Individuals who called this a lie were held in contempt. They may have been canceled by this point. This was like 19 mid 1990s. They had the version of being canceled. Now, when you heard the details initially, you were like, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. This got to be a lie. No, why would she lie? Well, in the situation, we found out she lied. Not only that, she's in prison now for killing her boyfriend. Or attempting to. And the men were exonerated. Of course, they lost their positions. They lost their positions on the team, X, Y, and Z. So before you go into, why would you call this out to be a lie? Well, we got to see what the details are. And they sound kind of suspect. They sound kind of suspect. Number one, number one, let me get, reveal this. The woman who's the alleged godmother is a politician in North Kakalaki. Okay. She's an alleged politician. So let me just go. Uh, you can see this on the screen. This is the player. This is the godmother. This is the godmother. Her name is Lessa or Lisa Pamplin for county criminal, whatever the hell she's running for. She's running for political office. There she is with a popular Democratic politician. And so there's a history here that the woman has right here, right there. She's she's a politician. And uh, she's been very vocal on Twitter since the incident and putting herself forward. Here she is right here. There's a political connection and a protection for the connection going on here. She's running for judge. She's running for judge. So with that being said, she's using this potential platform to garner attention. And if you don't remember, the Duke lacrosse case was similar. People were using these this incident to garner political um, positions. I believe the prosecutor in the case, I believe the prosecutor in the case was running for governor or something like that. I don't remember the details. I didn't have time to research it. So don't hold me to the information. He was running for political office in that area. And he used this prosecution as a means to gain attention to himself. I want you to listen to me now. I want you to listen. This is a politician behind this, her, her goddaughter herself, and she's taking liberties to come out and talk about this. Unfortunately, she has a history of being what you would call racist herself, and they pulled up all of her previous tweets 
of course, her account is quite private right now, where she talked about white folk like they was crazy. So here are all of her tweets where she going in on white people right here, being married to a white woman. He thinks he can talk that stupid ass nonsense. Then she's talking about Clarence Thomas. Bernie Sanders rallies are so white. This is her. If you're if you're white, you totally wouldn't understand. Here's another one. You poor white MFers can't take it. Your rent's due, motherfucker. See, the internet is undefeated. Here, white women and men always disappoint. This is this is the godmother of the alleged victim. Now, let's not get too far right here. We're gonna go on too far. I know I want you to catch up, take a deep breath. Takes a deep here's some more. Here's enough. Here's some more. It says right here, last night, chef's table and those white people getting on my last damn nerves. All right, this is her right here. <laughs> here she is again. She's an AKA. I went to vote and these white people, I didn't know you spell white people like that. White, white people asking me all these questions about my jacket. No, I'm not in the military or militia. I feel like I'm at war with them though. With it, She's at war with white people. <laughs> Here is this white woman. All right, boy, this woman, boy, I tell you, man, some of these boomers, some of these boomers are some of the most racist people there are. Um, are they are they calling for her office? Okay, let me just continue here. Let me see. I know. Let, oh, hold on for a second. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is because this is not the end of this. This is not the end of this. There's more to the story. There's more to the story. He says internet is undefeated. Woo. Because I know people people are going, why are you doing this, coach? You shuffling. You, you, you code, you what are you, you breaking the code? No, I'm looking at this as this might be another situation. Is um are we ready? Let's get it back into it. Let's dive back in. Let's dive back in. This is according to the website TB Daily, who has done their research. Scrolling down. Scrolling down, um, this has become quite the story. Of course, people are definitely taking sides. LeBron James has spoken out on it, so you know where we're going with this one. They're, they're really going to push this one big time. Let's see if we can find the young lady here. So this is the young lady here, uh, very cute. Uh, and she's young because I think she's a sophomore, so she's 19 or 20 years old. And uh, let's see if I can find that picture. There was a great picture of her, I believe, at the game. Let me see. Oh, there she is right there. Wowzers. I'm going to tell you, man, boy, you know, y'all think I don't like black women. Uh, this right here will do for me. I'm going to just let y'all know. It's not that all black women. This one, this one right here. Yeah. Weaving all. But I'm going to tell you, this one right here does it for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, y'all can't see. Oh, y'all met. Boy, oh, boy. I'm sorry. He said, share the damn screen. All right. Here it is. Sorry. Sorry. This is her right here. Hold on. Yes. The rhythm, the rebel, without a pause and lowering my level. Hard rhyming. Y'all saying that I don't like sisters. I have a specific type. I do have a type. All right. And it's always going to be long, backed it, flat backed it. It's going to be, it, no, I don't need no overglown, uh, fluffy woman. I'll take one on a slow night, but this will do. She cute, too, in the face. That's his, a rarity. No. Oh, they really going to be bad at me. But she cute and long-legged and long-backed and long-necked. 
Somebody says she's a six. Y'all hardcore. She's cutie. She's cutie. But we're going to have to expose her, too. We're going to have to expose her. So let's go ahead and, and, and talk about this. Let's talk about this. Um, I don't know if you know the story of Rosa Parks. I've shared this quite a bit, and you guys have learned a little bit of history related to the story. It's not that the story did not. What I'm saying is that the story, the story of Rosa Parks is one of those that has been contrived. It was created. It needed to be created. By me saying that it was contrived and created doesn't take away the credibility of the situation, or it's not that I'm saying to not highlight the fact that there was some racism that needed to be exposed. But the more you learn about history, and you read the books called Lies My History Teacher Told Us, the Rosa Parks story was quite contrived. It was planned. It was orchestrated. And there was an attempt to orchestrate a previous attempt uh, because there was a woman named Claudette Coven, Coven who had had a real incident, and they wanted to recreate it with Claudette Coven. Unfortunately, she was a teenage pregnant black woman, dark-skinned teenage black woman, and they didn't think she would be the proper face for the highlighting of this particular issue. So what they did was, what they did was, they orchestrated, this is Claudette Coven later on. This was her during the time of Rosa Parks. At the time, she was 15. As she was going to reorchestrate her initial arrest for sitting in the front of the bus, they found out she was pregnant, and they didn't want the media to know that a 15-year-old girl was pregnant down there in um, Montgomery, Alabama. So they... They 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 got rid of the plan, right? They got rid of the plan, and they had to reorchestrate the plan. They had to say we have to do this again, and we have to contrive it to highlight the insensitivities, right? Insensitivities. So they used Rosa Parks. So that is the real story. Where's the picture of Rosa Parks? The real story is he Claudette Coven there. The real story of the incident, uh, let me go back here and show you something here. Let's take this off the screen. The real story is that Rosa Parks was used by the NAACP. She was a secretary for the NAACP. They said, we'll use you, Rosa, instead of Claudette Coven. And as a matter of fact, her mugshot was not taken directly after the incident. As you can see this mugshot right here. You see this mugshot right here that everybody knows about? This mugshot was taken almost nine months after or somewhere after the so-called I'm sitting in the front of the bus. It was not taken immediately after. They actually did it and orchestrated the mugshot. I tell you what. <laughs> they actually also orchestrated this, too. This is an orchestrated photo. So Time Magazine has run an article on this one. The new Washington Post has run an article on this one. There's actually plenty of articles that will confirm what I'm talking about. So what I'm saying here is that sometimes there are incidences created to heighten an agenda. And sometimes, you know, the Marcus, Marxist handbook, they actually call this a specific term. Okay. They call this a specific term in which they do these things to create awareness of something so i'm not saying there's not racism at volleyball games there probably was we can't confirm it although they're trying to use video evidence to confirm it and then the story doesn't quite hold up but why are you somebody says why are you why are you saying this well let's go ahead and take a look the young woman in question 
is part took part right here according to according to this organization called a long talk a long talk and there's their website right here a long talk have an anti-racist activation experience have an anti-racist or sorry have it have an anti-racism activation experience they're actually a group that promotes anti-racism why is that important here it is right here, two days ago. Of course, I don't know when this was. A long talk, this activation group here, is talking to the Duke volleyball team right here. And there right there is the young lady. There's the young lady right here. I'm sorry, this is the young lady right here that claimed at BYU, this is prior to the BYU game. She's claiming here that she was a victim of Racism here at the beginning of the season. They haven't played more than five or six games. <laughs> okay. So there she is right there with a long talk, which right here, anti-racism activation experience. I'm not sure what this is, but as you can see here, take a seat at the table of change. Hmm. I'm not saying that she wasn't called anything, but that's curious. Wouldn't you say? Right at the beginning of the season, this group comes in, and then all of a sudden, right at the beginning of the volleyball season, they have this particular incident. And what better place than BYU, where there ain't no black people to be there, or were they? Were there? It says right here. Let's go ahead and show you this. Remember, we talked about this curious relationship, this pecu peculiar relationship uh, between so-and-so and so-and-so. Well, here's what we're going to do here. People tried to find the incidents on videotapes. Here it is right here. YouTube has the entire game loaded up right here on YouTube as of now. As of now, you can watch the entire game where the alleged incident took place. Now, if you can look at the crowd, it would be very difficult to believe that with this capacity crowd, that there could be somebody somewhere that would be able to heckle in the entire game racist conversation to this woman without anybody hearing. So you would have to suggest that all of these people would be in compliance of, of whatever's being said by this one person. I'm just going to say I've coached in these venues before. It would be difficult to even hear one person unless she's standing next to this person, which she does have a point here. She would have to be standing next to this person on a constant basis to be able to get this type of heckling or this person would have to be heckling this with all of these people in earshot, including this referee, this referee and the baseline referees and so forth. Okay. It, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but this is a very peculiar crowd for this to happen. If there were 15 people in here, maybe of course it's a ruckus crowd. I have no idea. So they took screenshots. They took screenshots, and here you go. There is a fan here. He does look black. I don't know what it is. They didn't say it was a student. They said it was a male fan. Now, they said she said she heard it every time she served, so this could be possibly it right here. This person could be possibly it. Now, these people would have to be so supportive of what he's saying, meaning they, could, they, they never acknowledge that that exactly, like, they would have to support what he's saying. Or they would have to squeal on him, tell on him. Maybe they, you know what I mean? He's got a couple of flat back to Kaylee's right here. 
Um, here you go here. They have a couple of timestamps of someone being scolded. Let's go ahead and roll the film. So this is the this is the place where it happens. There is some activity going on here. You got a lot of flatbacks here. Lots of flatbacks. There's what seems to be person here. She seems to be disturbed by something. Gotta figure some things out. Kate Grimmer's like, and there's the surge. So there's a white girl. There's something going on here where this person slaps this girl and scolding her about something. See, she seems to be disturbed about something going on. This person right here seems to be disturbed about something going on. It is, it is, uh, and uh, these, this flatback right here seems to be looking. These people ain't looking. All right. So, what they determined is that couldn't be it because they said it was a male. They said it was a male. So, this couldn't be it. So, they're looking here. This looks, she seems to be calling attention to something. She seems to be not paying attention to it. We're not sure. We're not sure. But this is a pretty big crowd. There's people up here. There's a pretty big crowd. Not many black people there. Or were they? There's the basketball team for BYU. The basketball team for BYU is there. All right. So if the person was heckling, maybe these people heard. I'm not sure. The basketball team at BYU seems to be at least partially black. Have they experienced the same thing? They would be curious to see if they're on the case. Uh, right there, there's some brothers right there. And so here you go right here. This is how close you would be if you're serving on that baseline, perhaps. Maybe some of these boys here were the people who did it. We are not sure. We're not sure. But I will say this. It is very early on. This story is very early on. Okay. Somebody said, look at the score. Who's winning? Who was winning the game? This is very early on, but I'm telling you right now who's winning. It uh, looks like BYU is getting, it uh, looks like Duke is getting spanked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Duke lost. BYU's ranked. So Duke lost. Maybe sometimes when you're losing, you look for stuff. But this is going to be interesting. What I would say is I'm no, I don't have a final. I have a question mark on this particular topic. So I don't know yet. But I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to be on the case. I will be keeping my ear to the street on this one. It seems there's something going on with this one. I think if the more people that dig on this one, the more possibility that we might figure out what that contract is. Okay. Somebody says she's looking for an excuse for taking the losses. He says, you think they are reaching? I have no idea. I don't have a thought yet. I have all of the information I presented you. I presented CNN, I presented CNN's case, and they left it very blank and clear. They had a victim. BYU supported it. They said they got rid of the van. Now you're looking at a situation with the detail and context, potentially with some context clues that you could be looking at, like, hold up. You're like, wait a minute. Okay. Is there an explanation for that? Or are we just going to take it at face value and make this a big issue? It was a basketball. Sorry. It was a volleyball game. You had one ignorant person. He was dealt with. We should move on, right? Nope. But LeBron James making it a big issue. When there's other issues that we should be worrying about. You see what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Now, there's other issues that we don't worry about and we just leave it let be. And then this issue, we make it a big deal. Right around election time. Right around election time. Pay attention to the details and the context. Always around the election time. Here they come. New, 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 new world order. Here they come, all right? And it's also involving a woman who has this curious contract. They're always going to be the ones right there out in front, right? Anyway, Q 
curious timing with this issue and curious timing. The people jumping on this issue tried to get maybe you hyped up in the situation. All right. So um, let's get into the contributions here. She going to get 50, 100,000 Instagram likes. Yep. And Twitter. And she's going to be the voice. Yep. And we know that these youngins value likes. She's going to be a she's going to be the Rosa Parks for female athletes. She's going to get invited to the White House. <laughs> I mean. And you're going weird. But then when you examine the connection, then it starts to make sense. Where are we at here? And uh, apparently we don't know. We haven't been confirmed that anybody else has heard any of these things. But you saw the video. You saw the video. Where are we at here? Can I say your name? Shout out to Marcus W. Went to the Dominican Republic for the first time as a nasty boy. And all I can say is, wow. There was nothing but ninja, ninja, ninjas on the plane. <laughs> I told you. He says, I don't want to be that guy that goes one to three times a year, but I recommend at least once if you uh, if you don't mind the dark side. I think you got one right there. Go at least once. I've been twice. So um, go at least once. But like he said, it's nothing. But <laughs> Brothers was on the soul plane. So congratulations. I hope you had a good time. I believe you did. Shout out to Dane Digi. He says, appreciate the great consistent content. The daily wisdom helps me to continue to stay focused. Stay focused here. Stay focused on what matters and actually always question things. People that don't want, like this story was a little uncomfortable and people are like, well, so what you're saying is you're insinuating. I'm not saying nothing, but I question everything. I'm looking for details and confirmation. I'm not just going to take the first story. I'm going to listen to the story and then I'm going to be like, okay, I know people lie all the time. So can I get the information? When I look at the capacity crowd, I'm going, this would be almost impossible for him to get this off the entire game. Once or twice, yes. And we know women do elaborate and um, embellish stories. It was the entire game. It might have been once or twice and he should have been dealt with. But to say a person sitting there in front of, of 6,000 people, all right, the entire game just popping it off. Nobody's saying nothing. Once or twice, yes. The entire game, I probably say no. So question everything. Shout out to Elton Massey. He says, um, Thomas Jefferson made his money as a slave breeder. And everybody else did too. All right. It was a uh, uh, breeding. Selective breeding was big. And hence, this is why we have the National Football League in the NBA. Selective breeding was huge. I mean, it was a very concerted effort to select specifically between people who had superior genetics. And so they were creating the superior master race under the thumb of, of the peculiar institution. So uh, essentially what you would have somewhere down the line is a superior master race of athletic, uh, physically people, physical athletic people, hence NBA, NFL, college football, boxing, wrestling. I mean, you name it. So when people always ask, why is there so many black people in sports? Pretty simple. Direct lineage to uh, select the breeding. And it was not used for the future of uh, professional athletics. It was used to bail hay and pick cotton. But yeah, man, you know, sometimes a good plan could be used for something specific. It made men future millionaires. You got to thank these selective breeders. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you got to be like, you know, some of you runts of the litter wouldn't have survived. Y'all would have been picked off early. 
It's crazy. Yeah, Serena and Venus Williams. You look at the type of people who have been created through, uh, you know, uh, genetic sharing of genetics. You look at people down the line. You look at some of these athletes, how Serena Williams is built. You, how in the world? <laughs> how in the world does that come out? She is a superior athlete. So, so is Ter Terrell Owens, who, oddly enough, after I called him a superior athlete, he's out here running a 4-4-40 at 48 years old. I said he was a superior athlete. Everybody was like, you need to say pause. That dude is a freak of nature. He could be playing in the NFL right now. I mean, he's fast enough, and he's physically superior than most people on planet Earth. And uh, it is what it is. He says it all comes down to bloodline in the end. Some people are just different. Yes, indeed. So shout out to G. G, we got to call you Wall S. I can't know what to call you. He says, thank you for the free agent lifestyle gospel. Peace. Wall S is in the building. And uh, let me see. Cash app. I got cash app. Let me see if I got cash app. I did. All right. We got PayPal. Everybody caught up and then Venmo. Shout out to the brothers, uh, the traveling brothers, too, going down there. Going down to the Dominican to test out that flavor. See here. Hmm. Yeah, Shannon Sharp, a lot of that. 448, 40 meter, 40 meter dash at 40 something years old, 46. Ay, yay, yay. You can't tell me that's not a superior athlete. He is unbelievably superior. Let's go into some more depressing story. And I will follow this up by saying. If you feel like you need some help, you might hurt yourself, harm yourself, or harm someone else. Please go get to a hotline, talk to someone, go perhaps see a therapist, uh, someone that could, that you can talk to potentially so that you don't harm yourself. And we don't celebrate people who harm themselves, but we do have to report on this one because there's marriage involved. And uh, there's some situations involved that, again, that you got to say, how did this happen? Wisconsin News anchor, age 27. Pictured here with her fiance before she committed self-deletion and self-harm at a home at home with just six weeks to go into her wedding. So we've heard about runaway brides, but this one is very curious. She has her wedding ring. She has what would be considered a perfect career. So I could focus on my career. You also have that the fact that she's a blonde queen. She seems to have everything going right, but sometimes even when you have things going right, you can have a lot going wrong in your head. Why do I talk about this story? Because I've told you a lot of times when you're mate selection, mate selecting, you have to understand that a lot of people are under some extreme mental health conditions. They're not mentally healthy, specifically with women. We have the statistic 25% of women are on mental health meds. A lot of young women under the age of 30 are self-identifying with mental health issues, specifically around depression, stress, and anxiety. And then there's other ones related to bipolarism and uh, borderline personality disorder. You have a lot going on in this country. And let's go ahead and show you a picture of the young woman right here. Here she is right here. Um, she's a flat back to queen. She shout out to her, not taking shots at her. This is just how we describe people here. Don't get your panties on the brunch. Look at her. I mean, she's the American princess. She's got, uh, she's she's colored her hair blonde, so she's definitely trying to be on the upper echelon of women and mate selection, obviously. She's got a mate. 
Um, she's a former college basketball player. This is her picture here at the University of South Florida as a student athlete here probably four years ago, four to five years ago. So this was her. This is her as a news anchor. And unfortunately, she took her own life this weekend. Man, horrible, tragic story. When you're mate selecting, because this has to do with a guy who's going to marry this woman, right? You got to do your due diligence. This is something that a lot of men are victimized by. And when I say victimized, he's definitely been victimized, okay? Says right here, Nina, her, her name is Nina. I can't pronounce this. This is why I don't remember names. When I see names I can't pronounce, I just skip it. We're going to call her Nina P. She deleted herself in her apartment in Wisconsin on Saturday. Police were called at 9 a.m. after her worried friends requested a welfare check. She, she had told them that morning that she wanted to delete herself. Um, man, well, she definitely went through with it. Allegedly, Nina, age 27, was due to marry Kyle House or Haas, age 38, in just six weeks. So there's an 11-year age difference between these guys. He's 38. He's 38. He finds himself a 27-year-old woman, and I'm sure they were engaged prior. So he was 35. She was 25 or something like that. He's got him a young woman. He thinks he's about to win in life, and it ends for him. Says right here, Kyle is a divorced father of two who settled his divorce in March this year. So he's a divorced guy, and he went to the junior college. That's certainly what happened. And he sped up the scene. Hey, married, I'm sorry, divorced men, let me just tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. This is how you make a mistake. I'm just going to do this. I'm here to teach. When you get divorced, lay low. I know he thought he was about to win and have him the flat back of the century. All right. And a woman who had her career in order seemed like she was on the right path. And that all ended. When you get divorced, lay low for five years. Do not remarry. Do somebody. Well, he, he did get a bailed out. He did get a bailout. Okay, do not remarry. Do not try to replace your ex-wife. Do not try to find a better version of your ex-wife and show her off. We might need to investigate this dateline. But she said she was going to harm herself, so. But do not feel like you have to find a better replacement for your ex-wife to show your ex-wife up. I think she's this woman was probably in over her head. And she was like, you know what? I don't want to be a stepmom, which is a smart decision. She didn't have to off herself. But a lot of you guys choose to be a step dummy. And then you get in too deep. She said, step dummy? No, I don't think so. Mm. Somebody said the ex-wife. Check the ex-wife. Hey, I've seen stranger situations come true. Could be the ex-wife. Who knows? But she did call and say she was going to harm herself. But was it timing? Could she have been kidnapped? Put Dateline on the case. I'm not putting that out there. I'm just saying. But um, do not think you got to do this. Lay low. She said, stepmom, I think, I think potentially maybe life caught up too fast. I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm just guessing here. It's a sad story. She overcame a teenage tragedy in losing her first love, Jordan, to brain cancer. Oh, boy, there's more here. So apparently she had a teenage love that, oh, man. Okay, so she already has tragedy. Women take that very seriously. So her one of her first boyfriends lost his life. All right, the news anchor's friend said that she was secretly, secretly battling depression that became severely worse in the recent months. 
this is right here in the article, guys. What when I tell you these are real situations that you need to consider and make selection, it's right here. So you got the depression, you got the situation where she lost her first love, tragic. She's being pushed into a step dummy situation. She don't want no parts of it. The the marriage is speeding up. The marriage is right around the corner. You got her planning for the wedding. I mean, this is a catastrophe. Many times this is too much for some people. A Wisconsin news anchor, former college basketball star, described by family as the happiest person. Family, stop it. They knew, uh, they knew, happiest person they knew has taken her own life in a shock suicide six weeks before her wedding. There, her name is Nina, was found dead in her apartment in Southeast Wausau. Wausau, what is Wausau? I don't know what that is. At 11 a.m., after concerned friends called a 9-11, telling them that she'd been threatening to delete herself and she was found deleted inside, it remains unclear how she took her life. Her death came just six weeks before her wedding to fiancé Kyle House, a divorced father of two, who is 11 years her senior. It is unclear how long the pair had been dating. They were living together, but he was not home on Saturday when she, her life was gone. House 38 has not confirmed, uh, commented on her demise. So I'm assuming this is him. Okay, we don't know. It could be his fault. I have no idea. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Okay, um, let's go back here. Where are we going here? This is her. This is This was her. As you can see, she had a career. Boy, I mean, she had mostly everything going for her. But I guess, you know, when you're sick mentally, doesn't matter. In a heartbreaking Facebook tribute, she uh, she said, I know she's not in pain anymore, as I am thankful for that. I must have skipped something here. I'm sure they might be talking about a friend. Yeah, she's not in pain anymore. Nina, I love. Okay, I'm not reading all that. Nina's co-anchor, Brendan Mackey, claimed her colleague was the brightest light in the room and praised her as an incredible friend and role model. So, wow. I tell you, man, there's no signs to this man. I tell you. I tell you, there's no signs for this, man. A graduate of Freedom High School in Tampa, Nina was a star point guard and team captain of the basketball team who managed an impressive 25 and 4 record her senior year. Man, this woman, this I remember the um remember the soccer player from Stanford deleted herself. Like life was good. And again, in America, we get a lot comfortable, man. This is a first world problem. Let's just be honest. All right, I know people suffer from these things, but this is first world stuff. There's people that are way worse than us that don't be thinking about any of this. Like, you wouldn't even think of something like this. All right, I would talk about her feet, but I'm being serious here. That's her in college playing basketball. All right, here we go right here. Uh-oh. Mm. Do you see what I see? All right, so it looks like her first love was a brother, and unfortunately, he lost his life to brain cancer. Let's be serious here. Let's take this seriously. I'm trying to keep a straight face here. Hold on for a second. I must run a commercial. I'm going to run a commercial. I, I'll be back to finish this story. I, I, I'll be back.
pr- pretty tragic story. Let me continue here. <sighs> Shout out to him, obviously. Man, this is a tough story here. I'm going to go ahead and skip the story. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's. Sorry to hear that. I'm hopefully we'll get some details on this story here. Uh, let's go on to the super chats, I believe. And then we'll talk about Dr. John Deloney. Let me see if here I'm closing tabs here. I'm closing tabs. Let's see what we got here. All right, hold on. I'm a little lost. Let's go to Venmo. Let's go to Venmo. All right, shout out to Eric Seal, best infotainment in the history of ever from Kansas. I messed his name up. All right, put that at the beginning next time. Thanks, man. Shout out to you, Jordan of Utah, YouTube. All right, I'm the Michael Jordan of Utah or of YouTube. I'm a little disheveled right now. I'm sorry. Shout out to Loud Pocket. Sorry, I'll catch the replay, Coachy. Shout out to the usual suspects. I've been focusing on my career. Shout out to you, busy focusing on your career. So I could focus on my career. Um, yes, indeed. Shout out to you. And um, let's see here. We got a couple of people on PayPal. Yes, we do. And then we'll get into John Deloney's story. Hopefully, we'll only do two hours today. All right, who is this in here? Jose is in the building. He says, uh, BWs don't respect B- BMs because BMs have been backbusted. First by slave drivers and now by the state and the family court. That could be an entire show. They call it buck broken. Um, there's potentially history related to that. And I think the dynamics between, I've been saying the dynamics between black men and black women are something like potness, like kind of brothers and sisters. There's really never been, you, you hear the um, the degeneracy and debauchery kind of related. The only interaction is mostly sexual. Now, of course, listen, I'm talking in generally. It's mostly a sexual type relationship. Um, there's really nothing kind of beyond that. Most people, most sides don't want to show too much emotion or give give too much. Um, the woman can't come in and just be completely weak to that to the black man because he's not he can't be supported. He's been butt broken by society more or less historically for sure, and she can never feel fully secure with that guy. There always is a semblance of reaching out past that guy, and a semblance of judging him then there's also not an emotional side to his side as well. He's trying to kind of get what he wants from her and leave her disposed. And uh, yeah, man, boy, it, it needs to be something. Somebody needs to investigate what's going on there. He says, butt broken. Well, it could be butt broken too. Buck broken. Buck broken. So um, it's a, it's a semblance of, again, plantation politics in which I say the women have always been able to call the police on the guy, call CPS, call child support, call the overseer, call the manager, call whoever. Anita Hill, Clarence Thomas. There's always this sense where she can have control. I'm going to have control of the situation. I'm going to get control in which I get control of you by calling on someone else to referee. Okay. So, yeah, man. That's the dynamic the relationships have. And I always show you instances of this. Give me my kid. You can't have your kid taking the kid. The kid, the guy's getting arrested. Let me give you one more kiss. You know what I mean? Let me kiss my kid. Let me see my kid. Take my son. That's plantation politics. Is Tech Lead in the building? Shout out to Tech Lead. Joining the coach gang. 
Somebody said, I cried during the commercial break. Not exactly. There were some tears, though. I did share some tears. Yeah, they called his mama. I'm going to call you. There's always a semblance, I'm going to call somebody on you. And they're always somebody that can take the guy's life or either created his life or can take him. I'm going to call my brother. I'm going to call my... Until you fix that, there is always... You know, I always made that situation. I've lost a lot of black viewers talking about this plantation politics. I was like, slavery could have ended a long time ago, other than this peculiar connection and contract between the black woman and the plantation owners. And then the also the Toby who wanted to run away. Plenty of situations where Toby was like, I'm going to run. I'm running. And then somebody squealed on him. Mm. Who is that somebody? Plantation politics. You can be mad at that if you want. I don't tell I don't tell stories just to be saying something outrageous. I'm saying it because there's truth behind it. I know you all wanted to sit here and think 300 years of just kumbaya and a, mm, 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 mm. no. You can't go 300 years just we just sitting there just struggling, waiting for Moses to come in and save us. No, there had to be a concerted effort to infiltrate and create this political system out there to where one somebody's going to keep the other in line somebody's going to keep the other in line and you do that by just creating a scenario so before you even get involved you know somebody's kept kept in line anyway and you see it even today it's even present today so how was in it present back then it just started in the 60s with the welfare system, the government system, the divorce industry, the child support, the CPS. You don't you're not telling me they didn't think about that way back then, these systems to actually get you to tattletale and squeal. He ain't working. Him gonna run. Yeah, stop. Stop with the bullshit. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and play this because being black isn't what I'm trying to be, it's what I am. I'm running the same race and jumping the same hurdles you are, so why are you tripping me up? You said we need to stick together, but you don't even know what that means. If you ask me, you're the real sellout. Yeah, if you snitch, you get to move up the plantation. You snitch, I'll make you not work in the field longer. I'll make you, put. I'll put you in the big house. I'll let you bed winch less days, whatever it is. There had to be a snitching policy that allows somebody to go, if you tell, if you tell when Toby runs, I'll make sure I take care of you. Or your rent's due, motherfucker. So people definitely did snitch to be able to keep people in line. You cannot have 300 guys. We haven't even been free for 300 years. Black folks. Black folks haven't even been free for 300 years. And look at all the bullshit, systematic bullshit that they've been able to implement. You don't think? Stop. <laughs> think. Think, McFly. Think. We've been free for 150 years. And look at all the bullshit we in. <laughs> what? They got the plan well before you even think about it. All right, let me stop. All right, let's get back to the number one stunner. He says, waited 10 years to remarry. Good advice, coach. If you get divorced, wait at least five years to take marriage seriously and, and wait another year, five years to vet them. 
Shout out to you. Jay says, I would buy a rest in peace T-Mon hoodie for the gym. I think we actually have one. Is there one out there? I think we, we're putting that out in a minute. We're going to put that out in a minute, the rest in peace T-Mon. We're kind of seeing what the orders look like up front. Definitely looking at. All right, where we see here. All right, uh, we're gonna get to the. We're gonna get to Doctor John Deloney. I know he's watching the show. He's like, when are you gonna talk about me? We're gonna talk about this guy. He's a he's a marital counselor, feminist, male feminist, as we say here. Um, he's very. I don't know, man. He gets very, very bad information. <laughs> bad, bad information. If you find yourself in marital counseling with a guy like this guy, all right. Just go ahead and get divorced. He's going to throw you up under the bus. Up under the bus. We're going to have to play audio only. Oh, did he delete the stream? He might have deleted it knowing I'm talking about him. Let me see here. How's my likes looking? We're kind of low on the likes. So um, I only can show pictures of, of Dr. John. That's him right there, but I can play the audio. All right, audio only. So don't ask me why the pictures are frozen. I'll kind of change the pictures as we go. And uh, here we go. Let's listen to what's going on here. All right, let's go to Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, Lynn? How we doing? All right, so we're in Hamilton, New Jersey. I got to turn it off triple speed. Hi, Dr. John. It's such an honor to speak to you. Thanks so much for taking the call. It's an honor for me. I, I'm grateful that you called. What's up? So, um, me and my husband have been married for 23 years. Uh oh. And we. Uh oh, 23 years. What do I tell you guys? It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I, at any point, she can pull the plug. I'm not happy. <laughs> can we, can I trust my assets to potential kids before marriage? Yeah, you can. Doesn't mean she can't try to bust that shit up. All right, so we'll talk about that. 23 years. Continuing. And a home-based business where we work together on the daily. It's been super successful. Uh, my husband's an awesome entrepreneur. He does an amazing job, you know, um, responding to challenges, adapting to growth. It's It's been a huge success. We have substantial savings. Um, we live debt-free. We have a paid-off home. My challenge is, is even. Oh, boy. Uh, so he's the good man. So she starts off saying, we successful. We doing good. We got a business. We work together, which is not good because she knows all the information. You'll see why that's not good here in a minute, why you should not work together with your spouse. She's going to reveal why she's the mole. She's the mole and she's going to destroy it. Um. In this situation here, she's going to say, we have all of that, but I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy. Again, you can't make them happy. What are you talking about? You have all of this and you're not happy. What do you mean? But. But he cheats on you with junior college girls. What? I can't wait to hear the but. Hold on for a second. It's all in a huge success. We have substantial savings. Um, we live debt-free. We have a paid-off home. My challenge is... Damn. Holy mackerel. My challenge is what? Is, is Even with all this success that we've had, he still feels like he's in survival mode. Mm. If our business isn't growing and we're working, 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 
And I feel like we're not on the same page anymore is in regard to work-life balance. I'm not happy. (laughs) (sighs) He says, I'm in Hamilton, New Jersey, nothing but flybacks here. So he's working. He's working on the business. He worked on the business. You sacrificed. You guys worked together. You got house paid off, car paid off, no debt, no student loan debt, money in the bank. I got money. And she's not happy. I'm not happy. We're not on the same page. So what she wants to do is this is the problem why I say don't work with your spouse because she has all the info. She sees the bank accounts. She sees the retirement savings. She sees everything. And the husband, as an entrepreneur, you can never get too comfortable. Bitch, don't get too comfortable. As an entrepreneur, you know that could come at a crashing halt at any point. You can get sick. You know, she's looking at the money. I want to spend the money. How come we don't spend the money? We don't go on vacations. We don't wine and dine. We don't live it up. We don't buy Porsches and Mercedes. We don't buy Gucci bags, Louis bags. Bags? What? What's wrong? I'm not happy. She about to blow it up. <laughs> she about to blow it all up. Let's continue. Um, uh, okay. You know, pressure from the business kind of just sucks the fun out of our life. It's causing me to get defensive and it's affecting how we enjoy each other and just live our daily lives. So she's a nag. She's a nag. How dare you? She nags the poor guy. He's got everything lined up. He set this woman up to win. And he can't come home after a hard day's work. He can't come home after building a business for 23 years to a happy wife. He still got to hear bullshit and he still got to ask her for some peace leave, bro. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Imagine working this hard. And you still have an unhappy wife. I'm not happy. <laughs> imagine, dude, imagine where she could be in this marriage. She could be on, and somebody said he'd rather work. He'd rather work than go home and deal with her. He's working too hard. He don't want to go home to you, ma'am, because you're a killjoy. He wants to go sleep in the barn. He doesn't want to come home to you because you're unhappy and you're ungrateful. You're an ungrateful human being. That's exactly why he don't want to. Uh, that's why exactly why he won't go on vacation with you. This is unbelievable. Now, Dr. John is not going to help the situation. He's going to throw fire fuel all on the fire. He's going to pour it on here. Let's go ahead and continue. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, hmm. So what do you want to do? Well, um, I love the business. I love that we have flexibility. I love, um, you know, the day-to-day work. I personally would like to scale back, travel a little bit more, but. She want to spend the money. I got money. She want to spend the money. She want to go party. She want to go drink. She want to go shake her ass. She want to go travel. She want to go live the good life. She want to post on Instagram. All right, we got the money. I see it in the bank account. Let's go spend the money. The problem is, the problem is, he don't know, as an entrepreneur, there's no taking no days off. Like, when you leave the business, 
you got to leave it in the hands of people who might not do well with your business. And that's partially his fault. He can't take any time off, right? Because he thinks when he comes back, the business ain't going to be there. And then you lost money. See, let me tell y'all something as an entrepreneur, how, how it works. You don't get paid vacation. So not only do you lose the money you were going to earn, you lose money that you spent on whatever you just spent it on. So if you go five-star to France, you spend six, eight, $10,000, all right, because you got it. You also didn't make whatever you were going to make from your business. You lost that too. You double loss. So when you get back, you got to restart everything. What if a competitor comes in? What if your barn burns down in your greenhouse? What if something happens to where you can't just jump back in, right? You don't have a perfectly well-oiled machine. It's not precision. You have a situation where you got to be there and manage. Uh, not only did I lose money taking your ass out there to splurge, I also lost the business. And I also let a competitor come in. And I also let somebody ruin my business by just being careless because I wasn't there to manage it. Yeah, he could have some things implemented in 23 years to prevent that. But maybe I don't know what the business is. He might not be able to leave. And since he's the support system, he knows that if he's not bringing in uh, the, the final tab, he knows he's going to get blamed. So he keeps him working. He knows if the system fails and collapses, he knows he's going to get blamed for it. And he doesn't want to. He wants to keep the wheel running. Sometimes you don't want to break a streak. Sometimes you don't want to acknowledge a streak. If the business is going well, the worst thing you could do is stop the momentum. See, as a business person, and I know this, don't stop the momentum. Whatever you do, do not stop the momentum. If you're gaining traction, you never stop the momentum. You never even acknowledge the momentum. You always keep going. Now, all of a sudden, let's just say the momentum just changes and it completely stops. That's different. Now you can stop the momentum and then rehab. You can re, 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 um, and you can reorganize yourself. Okay, something went left. Something's not working anymore. Um, we're making no money. Now we can stop perhaps and I can figure it out. But you never stop the momentum. You keep going always. If you're on a 12-0 run, you make it a 20-0 run. You don't stop and celebrate. You don't take a timeout. You don't let them rest. If they're tired, step on their throat. If you're in a fight, you're going to get one good punch in and let them hit the floor and celebrate? No, you're going to finish them. Finish it. You got the momentum. Keep it going. And she don't want to give up the momentum. I'm sorry. She wants to give up the momentum. No, you're winning. Come on, man. See, only men or successful people can think like this. You think I don't want to take a day off doing this? I would love to be like, all right, forget it. I won't do this no more. I won't do that no more. No, I have momentum. My subscriber seems to be going up. There seems to be interest. Why would I stop? <laughs> Why would I stop? I'm going to keep going until there's no momentum. Then I can rest. Then I can rest. Then I can say I can't, I'm not going to do anything because there's nothing to do. Anyway, man, that's a little blue chip mindset series right there. Continuing. And she's going to ruin it all because she's a nag. I'm not happy. <laughs> um, again, he feels like he's in this survival mode, hmm. which to me is not the case. Right. Uh, it's pretty common. And you, you know this. I mean, you live it. Um, 
that people can turn their vocation, their business, their job into who they are. And that sentiment, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Whatever that is, um, that that can become. She's like, yes, that, yes, yes. See, women want to stop, chill, go on vacation, stop the smell of roses, take the family out. They want to stop because they don't have the, they don't have the, they don't have the need or necessity or the understanding that you got to keep this going. Yes, yes. I hate that. Come on, man. I'm a personal identity. If I'm not making more money than I made last quarter, then I, I, me, I am failing. And if I'm failing, I have nothing. And so I've got to do whatever I can do to make sure this this proxy, this thing that I have outsourced my identity to, this business. And by the way, business has a dollar amount, right? It's got a scorecard. And so I, I just get a real-time... You can't find out if you did a good job with your kids, right? And, and until a teacher tells you or until they marry well or whatever. Your business tells you every day if you're failing yep. or if you're winning, right? All that to say is this. Um, I don't think this is a business question at all. I think this is a life question. And I just listened to you talk. I, I think you like your life that this business affords you more than the business. Is that fair? Very 100% spot on. Okay. Um and my guess is your husband, very similar. He may not love the business as much as the business gives him or has propped him up for a long, long time. Yep. And what? Look, man, if you get a successful business, run it into the wheels fall off. What are you talking about? Well, he doesn't like the business as much as the, the business gives him. Yo, if you start winning in a business, finish it. Never get to the point where I don't like it and I don't have job satisfaction. You can deal with that later. Okay, I'll deal with all that later. I'll get therapy. I'll be able to avoid therapy. But I'm winning right now. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, come on. Continue, man. Um, at some point, that, it'll kill you, <laughs> right? Or you're, you'll die of natural causes. I th- here's the ultimate question. Uh, who do we want to become now? And that usually that takes has couples sitting down saying okay. he's shuffling he don't know where he don't know where to go with this so what he's trying to do is he this guy probably is a workaholic he's working on his business he has a family he has children he would never tell the husband he would never tell himself to stop working on his craft he would never tell himself to stop building his business and his brand but now he's trying to pull back and be like well he should be able to understand it's going to kill him one day and it's going to be stressful and it He's trying to side with her. But he would never listen to this bit of advice for himself. So if you're a man, understand that if this is your therapist, he's going to throw you under the bus, but he would never throw himself under the bus. Hey, we are 50. We are 65. What what have we done all of this for if not to enjoy it and not to go live our lives? And so the question is, who are we going to be? I would love to see you... (laughs) This is just me throwing a grenade in your home. Uh, so he admits it. So he admits it. <laughs> you see her just, he just admitted it. This is me throwing a grenade in your home. Now, the dad, the father is not even there. The, the husband is not even present in this marital counseling, nor does he know context. 
she could be like, we're not doing this and we're not doing that. And the husband could come in and be like, shit, we went to Wisconsin Dells the other day. Uh, we was down at, at, at we, we was down at spring break in um in uh Lake Havasu last week. We took a summer vacation down to see your family. We went to see your whole damn family for two weeks in the middle of Colorado, Fort Collins. Remember that? And I took two weeks off of my job. Now your ass want to go to Bora Bora. Now your ass want to go take Instagram pictures in Spain. All right. Listen, I we've already been partying. Yeah, I bought you all of this. Shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on. Talking about around behind this man's back that has done so much. And he doesn't even have the proper context. We know she hasn't told the whole story. For fun. And also, I'm being kind of serious. I would love <laughs> to see you turn in like a six weeks notice. I'm resigning. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to work here anymore because I want to go enjoy my life. And I would love for you to come with me. And I would love for you to go on dates with me and go hiking and whatever things y'all want to do. Go salsa dance or whatever the thing is. Um, right. I would love for you to do that with me and you can choose to value grinding it and killing it and crushing it more than you value doing those things with me, but I'm going to go do them. So when I just. Bruh. Uh, this is how we'll be looking at this. <laughs> Yo, you can't be serious, Sean. You're at wow. That is what you did. <laughs> Guys, do not go to marriage counseling. Do not go to marriage counseling. This is what will happen to your ass, bro. This cannot be real. I'm going to just go resign. I'm not going to work. I'm going to just take off and just go on vacation. You can join me and take me on dates and go to Hawaii and Maui and what? What? Mm. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Hi, yeah, yeah. Continuing. <laughs> your, your voice tone changed. <laughs> Why? I, I agree with you. It, it, I thought it would scare me when you first were saying it, but I, I, I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of digging it. Just resign. <sighs> wow. I'm not happy. <laughs> Game over. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. You can't win. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. This dude just poured pure, unleaded, 93 octane, or race fuel, racing fuel, all over. <laughs> all over that marriage and she's with it boy it's over lit it up wow
And she went with it. She was like, yes, the rhythm, the rebel, without a pause, I'm lowering my level. She went with it. This tells you, boy, hey, hey, gentlemen, hey, gentlemen, I know these dudes, these young gumps out here done got married. I'm going to tell you, this is proof that you have a subversive individual in your house. Oftentimes, it could be your child. It could be your wife. It could be your girlfriend. They can just flat out hate you as a person and you're sleeping next to them. They can flat out despise who you are as a human being and they're sleeping in your bed. Somebody sleeping in my bed. And they're hating you. They're subverting you. They're sabotaging you. And you're married to them. And then there's a penalty for divorcing. I guarantee you this man would have divorced her a long time ago. But she's along for the ride. She knows too much information. She's the mole. People think this is out of bitter hurt and pain. This story right here, you some of you blue pill people can't see it for what it is. She's a sabotager. She's a saboteur. She's a spy. She's subverting from within. And he just holding on for dear life, hoping to save his house that he worked hard for so he doesn't lose it in a divorce. He doesn't want to lose his retirement. He doesn't want to lose his business. He doesn't want to see her part off and destroy the business. So he's got to stick around. I'm not happy. She's an agent. She's a double agent. She's an agent of chaos. She's an agent of the state. She's a worse spy than anybody you could think possible. She's the spy who shags him. What? Think of this. This is a normal, successful marriage of 23 years. And this is what he has to deal with. He's up. I was down 40, but now I'm up 50. My gosh, this is, I mean, you, what, what better situation? Like his only choice is to just basically just sign everything over to her right now and start over. <laughs> That's, This is unbelievable. These are people who call these marriages successful. This is out of bounds. She's out of line. Anybody that doesn't agree she's not out of line, I don't know what to tell you. She's out of line. And the dude is an automatic loser. He can't win this. This husband can't win, especially when you got this guy throwing gasoline all over the fire, throwing a grenade, admittedly throwing it, and she's with it. For yourself, you can quit. Yep. And I'm saying that with a smile on my face. Is that does that sound freeing? Jeez. It sounds amazing. Jeez. Okay, here's the here's the big question. Most of the times couples get into discussions that turn into debates, that turn into fights, and yep. it's about money, our business, it's about um, well, who's gonna that kind of stuff. This isn't that conversation. This conversation is honey, we have enough. What? I want a different kind of life now. Or I want a life that looks like X, Y, or Z. And then what kind of work or business can we put into that life that supports it, but that that the world doesn't revolve around that anymore? And (laughs) this man's life's work is being burned down because she wants to bait and switch him. I forget about this success thing here. Let's just bait and switch. I'm going to bait and switch you. Unreal. Continuing. Just um, just apply that to any situation. Uh, you've been working your job. You finally made executive. You have enough. We have enough. Quit. 
quit your executive job. Are you finally made starting quarterback? You, we don't need the contract. You got a contract year. You're a free agent. Give it up like Colin Kaepernick. Don't don't show up to work tomorrow. <laughs> Take a knee. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> For those listening who are younger, there are seasons when you're 20 and you're 30 when your life has to revolve around You've, you've got to get yourself in a position to be sta to, for stability, right? That's every job throughout all of history. Um, and now there's a big thing for 20-year-olds that are quitting. And like, I'm just going to, um, I don't know, I'm just going to get a minimum wage job because I'm going to live and love my life. And that just means I'm going to play video games or I'm going to go hiking or whatever. And I think that's a terrible mistake. But you are the opposite of that. Y'all put all the work and time in. And here you are, right? How old are you? Uh, he just turned 50. I'm 52. So we've. We keep telling you power couple dudes. They're going to change on you, man. He got an older 52 year old woman. She wants to relax. Aren't you done making money? Money isn't everything. Now, the minute he stops making money and their life falls apart, guess what she's going to do? She's going to divorce his ass, right? She's going to divorce his ass. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> Great divorce on his way. Years of sacrifice in. And you're 10 years ahead of the curve, if not 20 years, right? What? I'd like to think so, yeah. Okay. Could you <laughs> could you hire somebody to run this business that would provide y'all with some money and some purpose and he's still a part of it, but also some flexibility? Or is it we, really built, bent, bit, built around him and you? It, it, it's... I think it's built around him because we have made it built around him. Ah, you're so smart. Um, I love it. I love it. What is he co-signing that? Dirty Mac and ass. Um, this is an honest question. Actually, this is the only good thing that he's addressing here because I want to know. I'm like, sometimes as a man, as an entrepreneur, you take on too much, you could delegate. I want to know this. Is this the common one? But you you he dirty macking now. <laughs> you're so smart. What? Oh my God. Anyway, continuing. Now, if that makes sense, he... That's a really he, nice way to say I'm married to somebody with a sizable ego, and it's worked for us so far. Oh, my God! Wow. That is unbelievable. Can you believe that? I don't even, man, I don't even know where to go. I'm trying, man. This is un. Can y'all play that again? I'll play it again. Run this business that would provide y'all with some money and some purpose and he's still a part of it, but also some flexibility or is it we, really built, bent, bit, built around him and you? It, it, it's, I think it's built around him because we have made it built around him. Uh, 
You're so smart. Um, I love it. I love it. You know, if that makes sense, he... <laughs> That's a really he, nice way to say <laughs> I'm married to somebody with a sizable ego and it's worked for us so far. And a lot, and a lot of control. <laughs> and a lot go. of control issues. <laughs> That's what he looks like right now after she just said that. That's what she that's what he's doing right here in the clip. Let me show you the clip. Cuz you guys can't see the video. This is what he's doing when she said a lot of control issues. Hold on for a second. I can't get the exact time right. That's him right there. Let me rewind it back. And I love it. Sizable ego, and it's worked for us so far. And a lot, and a lot of control, <laughs> and a lot go. of control issues. And and I that's another thing we we are challenged with too is sometimes you know things aren't done perfectly or aren't done exactly the way. So I think that would be a challenge in it's it's not being done the way he would do it. Right. So I'll just do it myself. All, and it's got my name on it. So I'm it, the buck stops with me. All those noble ideas that have become quotes over time become a way of living. And then there's a spouse and there's a kids. And then there's a, a person inside of him that's going, yeah, what about life though? Right? Yep. So it's both and. Yeah. It's both and. So here. Wait a minute. Who are you? This guy's putting words in her mouth, but what, what he's doing also is revealing her true character. She's dirty. She's dirty. She's dirty in her own marriage. She's sabotaging him. Behind, as he's trying to work good, he's sabotaging him. And you know she talks dirtier behind his back um, with relatives and brothers and her mother and her father. Of course, he has controlling issues and power and ego. And wow, my God. Wow, man. Wow. My wife did for me. I, th I think I've mentioned on the show um, a little bit. Um, so I've worked in nonprofits my whole career. I've been in education forever, working at universities and in public schools. And so coming to this job, was the I, it was like somebody opened the floodgates for me where I was on call for for. Th for 365, 24 seven for almost 20 years. And if I went to the hospital four nights a week to be with students and I got up at 2 a.m. to deal with drunk students three nights a week, my paycheck stayed the same. And if I built a new residence hall or recruited a thousand new students, my paycheck stayed the same. So he's used to a slavery mentality, which is salary. What he's trying to say is I've never been an entrepreneur. I've always worked on salary. And no matter how much work that I did, I got the same paycheck. That's all. He doesn't understand building a business. He doesn't understand it. Now he's been blessed to be able to have this position and write books. And Dave Ramsey's put him on a pedestal and he's been able to do whatever he needs to do to become Dave Ramsey's left right hand or whatever it is. And so now he understands entrepreneurs and now he's finally starting to make some money. But essentially he was broke on slap. I mean, slight slave salary. He was broke, broke on salary. So he don't get it. He has no idea. And yeah, he was a ham and egger. He was a nine to fiver. He was a clock puncher. He was a mouth breather. He was an oxygen thief. All right. That's all he was. So he don't know public school indoctrination camp. So 
New, 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 new world order. This is the first time. It's like, man, you write another book, then you get more money. And if you get on the road and go speak at more places and go do more consulting, yeah. you, you make more, right? So it has, I feel like I have had some tethers just clipped and I'm running as fast as I can. And it was this past Christmas break that my wife sat down and said, John, we have enough. You, I, I, I need you. And that was yeah. really hard for me to hear. And she was right. And she said, your kids need you. And from this point forward, anytime you think you're going to go, quote unquote, make some more money for us, I need you to hear me say that's not true. It's a lie that you're telling yourself. First of all, your situations are quite different. He's trying to compare apples to oranges. They've been in the business for 23, 25 years. You just got started. All right. Now, you also have young kids. They have no young kids. Two different situations. So. Yeah, you 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 want to be present in your children's life and your wife's telling you not to work. Now she's not telling you to work. But of course, if that money starts getting funny and Dave Ramsey puts you out on the street, it's going to be a dis different situation. All right. Continuing here. Mm. And it too, that like cut me. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and he said, happy wife, happy life. We know who wears the pants in that family. Yeah. The same as she said, we don't need any more deep freezers. Like, we're good. <laughs> All right. So same thing. Right. And so or we don't need more guitars or guns or anything like that. So there was a wisdom there, though, that I had to look in the mirror and say, I'm running and running and running. And I'm telling myself it's for these other people. But it's for me. Yeah. It's for me. And that's fine that it's for me. That's good. But it's coming at a cost of. Exactly. That was hard. But I would love to see you put in your six-week notice and see what, <laughs> see what happens. How do you think that, How do you think he'll respond to that? I'm just curious. Um, I think it would be your rent's due, motherfucker. That's how he's gonna respond to that. Okay, he's gonna say you can't win. He's gonna say your rent's due, motherfucker. That's what he's gonna say. A word, okay. A wake up call. Okay, wake up call. And um, you know, I'm I'm sure it would lead us to the bigger discussion that needs to happen. Okay, but I I kind of like the shock factor of it. <laughs> He leading her right to slaughter. Now, when they bet, when their marriage blows up, she gonna be calling him. Oh, I'm not happy. He, bruh. Up call. Okay. And um, you know, I'm I'm sure it would lead us to the bigger discussion that needs to happen. Okay. But I I kind of like the shock factor of it. <laughs> Dude, don't get don't get me in trouble. Okay, here's if I'm you, here's how I would do this. And again, every marriage is different. I would set up a nice dinner. We'd go somewhere. We'd not wait until there's an, like already a, uh, we're already fighting about something else, and it would yep. be something planned. I have an announcement to make. I would also. Dude, and I know you've fantasized about this, but be concrete about it. What would you do instead? Because you can't. That's the, the somebody mentioned that earlier. That's the big question. That's the question I have. Somebody mentioned that. What's the alternative? Have you thought about that? Genius. See, when women want to lead, they think they can lead, but they ain't got no plan. And then you dump all the plans because they say you're controlling. And then you say, okay, here's all the plans. You dump it in their lap and they ain't got no damn plan. Somebody game geek said that. That's what I said. What's the alternative? 
remember, I dealt with this with my ex-wife in the situation. Like, I want to take the kids. You can't move them. Okay, there they are. Now you make the plan. She was like, what do you mean make the plan? You need to still do this and that. No, 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 no. When you take accountability and responsibility, now you make the plan. Okay? Now she back on her heels. Oh, that's your problem. You wanted to call the shots. You wanted to wear the big boy pants. All right? You wanted to wear the strap on. Go ahead. Now do the do the fornicating. Okay? Make the plan. Lay the path. Now you ain't got no plan. Now you shuffling. Now I'm still the plan. Now she's like, you still got to pay. No, 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 no. You pay because you have the plan now. You wanted the power. You wanted the t- It's your ball. Run it across the goal line. Huh? But no, they don't want to. They, they, want, they want you to plan, and then they come foul up your plan. And then when you say, okay, do it better, they ain't got no damn plan. What's the alternative? I cannot wait to hear this answer. If you want to lead, it, it pays the cost to be the boss. You got to pay the cost to be the boss. You can't be bossing and then ain't got no plan. You're bossing while I ain't holding the structure and responsibility. Okay, what's your plan? I can't wait to hear this. Nothing, right? You got to have a purpose. You've got to have, are we going to go visit people? Are we going to get an RV? Exactly. Are we going to yep. work from, like, what are we going to do? Just not nothing, right? Yeah, yep. Um, what is, what? Where's she okay, at? Okay, let me know how that goes. And uh, if right. you want to call about... uh. <laughs> please don't blow things up actually you know what it's your yeah you messed it up already bro you already got her you poison her mind if you can do it every you can do whatever you want to <laughs> i love it and by the way well, it well this is i feel like i need to say this on behalf of people like me and your husband he's doing this because he loves y'all a lot right a hundred percent understood and i i don't want to feel or come across as ungrateful right. because too late. You played your hand. You've exposed yourself. You're ungrateful. Too late. And where do, where's the plan? Remember that question? What's your plan? They didn't have that plan. She went quiet. She didn't answer the question. Did you notice that? What's the plan? Well, and then she went there. Well, I don't want to come off as ungrateful. Yeah, bro. You already proved that you're the mole. You already proved that you're a nag. You already proved that your husband don't want to come home to you. You already proved that you're a sabotage. You already proved that you're an agent. Now, I'm not ungrateful. And yes, he loves me and he tries his best. He's doing his. Man, my God. You know, we are where we are because of it. Mm -hmm. But But, something's got to give. But but I think there's. They can't be happy. They can't, they're incapable. (laughs) They cannot be happy and content. They can't just ride it out. They got to throw the grenade in there. Wow, man, man, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Way to do it, not where you're ungrateful, where you are super grateful. Yes. Like you've given us 30 years of your life. Yeah. Now he did. He stressed out. He deleted himself. Now she wanted to bring the flowers. After she done blew him up. Now she wanted to bring the flowers. <laughs> oh, now. Yes, I know. Thank you for the 30 years. He in the casket. He in the casket like this. You was a good husband. You worked hard. 
I don't have a financial problem anymore now that you dead. I got $750,000 in life insurance. I got a paid off house. But when he was here, she was nagging his ass. <laughs> and we want you to take your life back. Yep. I and, love it. And I quit. <laughs> I'd be so good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You're awesome, Lynn. Thank you so much for that call. Anyway, man, let's get to the super chats on this one. You guys had a lot to say. Thanks for sharing that with us. And Dr. John, you had to take that L, bro. And he even knew he was wrong. He admitted several times that he was wrong. Okay. He admitted several times. He was like, you know, <laughs> he started shuffling like a mofo. All right. Imagine your wife goes to marriage counseling. She doesn't get that information, the good information, until about session 5011. So she comes home after an hour session blowing your shit up. And then she comes back to him, goes back and blow. And then he finally says, well, now that he's about to die, give him his flowers. Shout out to uh, Nashwick, I believe. Nashwick, he says, I'm a retired bouncer and I got hella RP stories. Dude, you need to share them on YouTube because um, a lot, a lot of people think their girlfriends are doing bad things with bouncers. I actually found a woman that I dated who was uh, stepping out on me with a bouncer. Yep. When they were going out to the club, she was actually, I found the text messages saying she was planning on meeting a specific bouncer. I got the name and the info. So it is what it is. We had the guy in Ukraine, the bouncer that was blowing the back out of that Ukrainian model chick right there on the table. It's on the New York Post video and all. Shout out to the dictator. He says, coach, he says, Coach, I'm a good man. Him, him do it. Wait, Coach said, I'm a good man. Him do it all. Him a good man. Him do it all. Him do good. Him run him business. DG Seymour says, blessings. All right. Larry Portis, she can't spend the money and she's mad. That could have something to do with it. Right? She sees the money. She can't spend it because he's controlling it. He's like, nah. And you never know what a guy's doing tax-wise, tax structure-wise with a business, right? So he might have a business account that has X amount of dollars in it, and she thinks that's personal money, but he might be he might be paying taxes quarterly. He might be paying taxes, back taxes. She might not know about his tax problems. That tends to happen sometimes. Uh, there may be problems with somewhere or something. Maybe he's trying to build another, another um, brick and mortar somewhere else, and he wants to take that there and then hire a general. You don't know what, and he... And he probably knows if he tells her the plan, she's going to ruin it. He wants to be the next Colonel Sanders in this damn thing, but she's ruining it. You have enough. Well, he's like, no, nah, I want to leave a legacy. I don't just want to be the business and destroy the business when I die. I want to pass it on. I want to be Colonel Sanders of this shit. She don't see it because she doesn't have vision. She thinks we have enough. Um, Interesting. Shout out to uh, Chris Henry. Why do dudes get married again? You got to ask that question. When that could be your wife. Literally, they're still married. And that's a successful marriage to some of you, some of you gumps. And this dude's being prick, picked, apart, picked apart brick by brick, brick uh, within his own house. Sorry, I, that was a tongue twister. Uh, the Jimmy ZTT chimes in. So your family is fiscally ahead at 90% of the NPC nation. Yes. And yet you want to derail that because Dr. John agrees with you being selfish, a selfish 304. This is why women fail with money. We have enough, says who? 
two misandrists, one male, one female, absolutely sad. Who says you have enough money? Dude, there's never enough. Who says that this is the end of your business plan? His business plan could be well past this, right? He could have a business. He's like, look, this is cool, but I'm going to use this money to parlay into the next opportunity that I see. Now, if you want to derail it, get the hell on. All right, but do not derail my business. Unfortunately, legally, she's going to derail his business if she decides to get the hell on. And he's stuck. Shout out to, uh, let's see here. What a sad, that, that is one of the saddest videos I've seen. Um, Shout out to uh, my friends overcharged me. Your setup today was better than Foreman's right hand to knock out more. He says, you chopped up the Carolinas. <laughs> Broke down the dynamics between black XXs and them being a the real sellout, yet talk that junk on Twitter. They all going to start shuffling, LOL. And he says, speaking of the Carolinas, I'll never forget UNC's head basketball coach being proud of the fact that his wife is white. He says, brother said it was the whole, he said it with his whole chest and meant it. Who was that? Is that the, is that the current coach? I think his name is, um, he played at North Carolina. Did he say, <laughs> I think he did. Wow. Mm. What was his name? What is that guy's name? North Carolina head coach. Didn't they go to the national championship game this year? Out of nowhere? Or they went pretty far. His name is, uh, you guys are probably, uh, Hubert Davis. Yeah, there we go. Hubert Davis. So his wife is white. <laughs> he was, let me see here. <laughs> let me see if I can find it. Um, here it is. Let me see here. Where's his wife? He was like, I'm proud. My wife, white. All right. <laughs> Hubert Davis. Let's see if we can show it to you. He's like, no, nah, man, don't talk about me like that. Let's see where it is. Sister's going to be mad. Let's make it larger. That's what she said. So there he is right there. He's got a white wife and beautiful daughter there and a couple of handsome sons. Pause. All right. Um, that's not his wife. I, I know her. I know her when I was coaching. Uh, that's not his wife. That's a women's basketball coach. Where's more pictures of his wife? Where's she at? Where's she at? Oh, there. Listen, I mean, this is the best picture they got. Oh, here it is. Yeah, you know. It is what it is. You know what I mean? You know, love is real. She looked like she from North Carolina somewhere. The love is real. Wait, is this her right here? Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Wait. Now, she's not that great looking, but I didn't see that. I didn't see a change here. She definitely hit a little bit of that wall. Wait a minute. That's what she looked like now. Hold on. This is what she looked like now. This is what she looked like. How many years ago was this? Boy, she kind of fell off. She fell off. I mean, she didn't have that far to fall off, but she fell off a bit. But anyway, why do we? Why are we talking about her? <laughs> Who brought her up? Oh, he said he was he was happy that his wife was all white. That's a little bit hardcore to say in North Carolina, boy. You know, back in the day, you could get lynched for something like that in North Carolina. North Carolina is brutal. Shout out to Eric. Sorry, Albert Ingram. At this point, anyone promoting marriage is an enemy to men. There's a guy specifically doing that. And I don't care about people who say their marriage is a good marriage. 
That's anecdotal evidence. Okay, right? Marcus Washington doubling, tripling up. He says that was horrible advice. He just advocated going, getting a pre-divorce damn near. If I'm the husband hearing that advice he gave my wife, I'm going to pull up if we get divorced for planting that seed. He says, I love for that guy to ask, John, how often would you take your own advice and just to see how he shuffles? So I don't know if you noticed, Dr. John tried to throw his own experience and his own evidence in there, but they were apples and oranges. It was nowhere near that man's experience. So he did try to say, you know, my wife had to sit me down and say, we have enough money. Nah, that wasn't the same thing, man. You were a salary worker for damn 15 years, right? Working at a university. In most universities, you get paid once a month. I don't know if you guys know that. Most universities, the way the state system works, you get paid once a month. You don't get paid no biweekly paycheck. And I've worked in universities for, um, for 15 years. And I worked at five universities. All of them were monthly payments. None of them were biweekly. And I worked for several state universities and so forth and so on. You get paid once a month. So your budgeting game better be on point. Because you can get paid on the first. You ain't seen another paycheck for 30 days. And if you have a family and whatnot, this is a different ball game. Your budgeting got to be really good. So if you're feeding a family of two and all of that, university paying is horrible. I mean, you getting tore up. I mean, plenty of times that I was under budget. I was in the red by the time paycheck comes. And every university that I worked at, don't care what it was, public or private, it was all once a month. Um, anyway, I have a lot of life experience here. I don't just talk out the side of my neck. I know a lot of you guys think I'm just making stuff up and I'm just hurt. I have a lot of experience here and I can relate to a lot of situations. So I remember I was married with kids getting paid once a month from a university. Shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your wife will be not happy for them plenty of times. I'm not happy. Because you got kid expenses, <laughs> daycare or whatever you got. He says $100 draw. Why bother? Somebody says they have bi-weekly pay. You got to be on point. Your wife will be upset looking at checking account, getting paid once a month, and you just struggling to build a family? Shit. All right, it's tough to hang on the family. He said, I was struggling. And I made good money. The thing is, you make good money. And then what, what young men will do, let me just tell you what young men will do. Even when you're making good money, you'll start saying, I'm making, uh, when I was at Stony Brook, I was making $80,000 a year plus car allowance. And I had a travel budget. I was over the travel recruiting budget so I could spend money. And I had a trap. I had a university credit card. Swipe, swipe, swipe. I think it was either American Express or Diners Club. All right. Swipe, swipe, swipe. <laughs> Making 80 grand a year, but I'm living in New York. Two young babies, a wife. It was, it was, <laughs> it was very, it was not easy. It was not easy. And that was 80 grand in 2009 money or 2007 money. So that would be probably a, with, with inflation today, that would be six figures. With inflation today, that salary would have been six figures. It's pretty much six figures. Uh, judging from what is it, 2022? You're talking about 15 years ago? That's a six figure job. 
and it was tight. <laughs> it was tight, bro. So anyway, man, and I was 20, how old was I when I took that job? 28? Is that 28? No. Probably was 30. Just turned 30 when I took that job. And then sometimes, you know, what would happen is because you're on your university card or you would get, um, you're on your university card. So a lot of your expenses get, what would happen is they, this is how they reimbursed you. So I don't know if you guys know this. I'm gonna give you all this and then we're going to get out of here. He says 80 K in long Island. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Um, what will happen is when you travel, then you use a university card. It was kind of like your personal credit card, but the university kind of backed it. But you would travel, then you would have to come back and uh, do an expense report. You'd have to do an expense report on everything you spent just to make sure you spent all the money. You'd have to outline how much rental car was, how much airline flight was, how much your per diem was, how much if you spent money at a restaurant, who did you go with? You can't have alcohol on a receipt. Uh, everything would have to expense how many tournaments you went to the game, the travel, you'd have to expense everything. And then, and then if your expense report was off, whoever was doing the, um, whoever was in the office of expense report, they come in and say, we ain't paying for this. We ain't paying for that. Or your expense report was wrong. So you're trying to pay off your credit card bill <laughs> and they shorted you 500 bucks on the expense report. And now you're short on the credit card and you also short on rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Right? You use your personal money and a little bit of the, yo, you fucked. Mm. So your expense report come back around and it ain't right. Now you short on even on your, your expense credit report, uh, credit card, or you were short on your personal expense. And then what would happen is wherever you were short, like you can't be short on your card because you can't go back out and work. You can't go take another trip because the company would be like, oh, you laid on the, the credit card would be like you laid on your bill and then you can't go back out. Or if you went back out, you got to use your personal money. Mm. Juggling circus. So you're like, I'm late on my card. So the experience report, they didn't reimburse me. Sometimes a reimbursement could take two weeks, two to three weeks to reimburse you. You're getting paid once a month. You got to go back out on the road. The credit card doesn't work. The expense report doesn't work. And then you go back out there and use your personal money. Shit. And then you got to get reimbursed your personal money back. Mm. Wow. It's, it's an insane, brother. You out there like, whoa. And so you're trying to tell your wife and your family, expense report, they didn't reimburse me. I'm waiting for the reimbursement check. I'll put it back in the personal account or I got to pay off the car, man, please. And she, your wife looking at you like, what? You better. It's stressful. <laughs> he says that happened to me at Microsoft. And don't resign from that job because then you still got hanging out there. Because then I take another coaching job. Then that previous university's credit card companies, they calling you. Where's this coach at? He owes $1,500 to $3,000 in expenses. You left that job. And they're also, they're also trying to track you down for old expense reports. You're not there no more. <laughs> it was a mess people don't know about that inside stuff anyway man let me make sure i got everybody to close out we're gonna get out of here we'll be back with blue chip mindset in the morning all right so that's what we're gonna do in the morning appreciate all the support 
We got the Jimmy ZTT, the last one over there. Yep. And then the last one at Memo should be Marcus. All right. Yes, we did. We got out of here. Shout out to the coach game. And we out of here, brothers. Peace. <laughs>